And we pray until 7 o'clock, and uh, we always have a little devotion with different laity and different ministers and different leaders of the church, and um, uh, randomly just throughout the congregation, just different people have come up, and we've had some of the greatest uh, devotions that I've ever heard. And tonight, we're going to have Sister Rhonda Burden. Would you welcome her as she comes tonight and gives us the word of the Lord? Good evening. Well, I just want to kind of add a little bit to what Brother Miller said about the election that's coming up. I, too, want to encourage you to vote because it's your voice. And if you don't cast your vote, then your voice is silenced. My own personal opinion, this is kind of a bold statement probably, but if you don't vote, then you really have no right to complain. So please do that. Um, with the events taking place in and surrounding our nation right now, like most of you, I'm very troubled. I'm very troubled by the things that we see. Um, I'll just go ahead and tell you that I'm compelled tonight to pray for the United States of America. We're going to spend our time tonight interceding on behalf of our nation and on behalf of the election that's coming up. Um, because what you're not going to hear in the media is that we still are the United States of America. And we are one nation under God. And I came across something while I was preparing for this devotion that I want to share with you. And it's a, it's a document, and it's called The American's Creed. And I'm just going to read to you what it says. It says, in 1917, during World War I, a national essay contest was held to develop an American's Creed. An entry was submitted by William Tyler Page of Friendship Heights, Maryland. Mr. Page was a descendant of President John Tyler and of former Congressman John Page, who served in the House of Representatives from 1789 to 1797. Mr. Page's entry was chosen as the winning essay from over 3,000 entries. It was accepted by the United States House of Representatives on April the 3rd, 1918, and it reads as follows. I believe in the United States of America as a government of the people, by the people, for the people, whose just powers are derived from the consent of the governed, a democracy in a republic, a sovereign nation of many sovereign states, a perfect union, one and inseparable, established upon those principles of freedom, equality, justice, and humanity for which American patriots sacrifice their lives and fortunes. I therefore believe it is my duty to my country to love it, to support its constitution, to obey its laws, respect its flag, and to defend it against all enemies. In the words of William Tyler Page, the American's Creed is a summing up in 100 words of the basic principles of political faith, American political faith. It is not an expression of individual opinion upon the obligations and duties of American citizenship or with respect to its rights and privileges. It is a summary of the fundamental principles of American political faith as set forth in its greatest documents, its worthiest traditions, and by its greatest leaders. 
During his long and distinguished career, William Tyler Page served the House of Representatives for 61 continuous years. So did you get that? He was a member of the House of Representatives, and he is the one that wrote the American's Creed. And we need more men and women like William Tyler Page leading our nation. Men and women that love our country, that will respect it and what it was founded upon. You and I may not have a seat in the House of the Representatives or at the Supreme Court, but we do have a seat in the government of God. According to Ephesians 2 and 6, we're seated with Christ in heavenly places and we're given full access to the throne of God. I'd like to go back and point out the very last sentence of the American's Creed, and it says, and to defend it against all enemies. To defend it means to protect it. It means to plead for it, to plead for it in prayer and to support it. There is a real enemy that has come against the United States of America. It's a very present and evil darkness full of rebellion and witchcraft. Just this week, Franklin Graham wrote that a group of witches gathered at an occult bookshop in Brooklyn on Saturday to cast a spell on Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. You heard that correctly. They gathered together to cast a spell, a hex, a curse. It was live streamed on Facebook and on Instagram. And the word of God tells us to take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but to expose them. I'm not here to persuade you to be in favor of one party or the other, but I am here to expose the works of darkness. Ephesians 6 and 12 says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. It is an attack of the enemy that has come against our nation. A nation that has been blessed and highly favored because of our forefathers who have gone on before us, because of the principles that our nation was built upon. As I was preparing for this devotion, I was reminded of Joshua 5, when the nation of Israel crossed the Jordan River, and the Lord gave a command to Joshua to circumcise the people a second time. Now, the first circumcision took place in Genesis when God made a covenant with Abraham, and it's in the 17th chapter that we read, This is my covenant which you shall keep between me and you and your descendants after you. Every male among you shall be circumcised, and you shall be circumcised in the flesh of your foreskin, and it shall be the sign of the covenant between me and you. And every male young who is eight years old shall be circumcised through your generations. Thus shall my covenant be in your flesh for an everlasting covenant. The Israelites continued to practice circumcision generation after generation. When they were wandering around in the wilderness in rebellion for 40 years, they stopped practicing circumcision. But it was before they entered into the promised land that God commanded Joshua to circumcise the generation that had been born in the wilderness. They had never been circumcised. Joshua 5, 2 through 7 says, At that time the Lord said to Joshua, Make flint knives for yourself and circumcise the sons of Israel again the second time. So Joshua made flint knives for himself, and he circumcised the sons of Israel at the hill of the foreskins. And this is the reason why Joshua circumcised them. All of the people who came out of Egypt who were males, all of the men of war, had died in the wilderness on the way after they had come out of Egypt. For all of the people who came out had been circumcised, but all the people born in the wilderness, 
on the way as they came out of Egypt had not been circumcised. For the children of Israel walked 40 years in the wilderness till all the people who were men of war who came out of Egypt were consumed because they did not obey the voice of the Lord. To whom the Lord swore that he would not show them the land which the Lord had sworn to their fathers that he would give us, a land flowing with milk and honey. Then Joshua circumcised their sons whom raised whom he raised up in their place, for they were uncircumcised because they had not been circumcised on the way. Now, this is just how my mind works, and this is just how the Lord speaks to me. He may speak to you differently, but considering the the condition of our nation and the leadership, and considering what our nation was built upon and the principles and the values that our forefathers had, and considering where we are today, It just seems to me like we have a lot of spiritually uncircumcised leaders. And I just believe that we need a circumcision of the heart. And um, if our great nation is going to be healed and restored, it's going to take a a spiritual circumcision of the heart. Um, To understand circumcision of the heart, then we have to first understand what circumcision of the flesh means. Most of us probably know what circumcision means, but it means to cut away the foreskin, to cut away the flesh, to remove that which has no use, that which is dead and which has no purpose. The removal of the foreskin was a sign and a seal of the covenant that the Israel's that the Israelites had with God. It was the physical evidence that they belonged to the tribes of Israel, and it set them apart from others. And I thank God that you and I today, we, we live under the new covenant with God through the blood of Jesus. And the Lord said to Jeremiah in 31, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, my covenant which they broke, though I was a husband to them, says the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people." No more shall every man teach his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they all shall know me, from the least of them to the greatest of them, says the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity and their sin I will remember no more. And when the Lord makes a promise, he keeps it. And Jesus is the mediator of the new covenant. And through his blood that was shed on Calvary, we have the promise of eternal life. And that's where circumcision of the heart takes place, is when we come to know the Lord through the gift of salvation, regeneration, and sanctification. And I can relate to Paul when he said in Romans chapter 13, he says, This is all the more urgent, for you know how late it is. Time is running out. Wake up, for our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is almost gone. The day of salvation will soon be here. So remove your dark deeds like dirty clothes and put on the shining armor of right living. And I just believe that if we could hear the audible voice of God in here in this sanctuary tonight, that we would hear a wake-up call, that we would hear him declaring a call of righteousness upon the church and upon our nation, a command to cut away that which is dead and has no purpose in our lives. A separation of anything that is unclean, calling us to be sober, to be vigilant, to be alert, to be aware, and to be active, and to be active in prayer. Prayer is active. And, I, you know, 
I heard Jensen Franklin preach a sermon not too long ago on a, you need a comeback. And he was talking about a comeback in your finances or a comeback in your relationships or your career or your ministry or whatever it may be. But I just believe in a comeback for America. I believe in a comeback to righteousness to this nation, that we would again be known for our, our righteousness and our commitment to the Lord. And I don't think that's asking a lot. And if you think it is, then that's okay, because the Lord specializes in bold petitions. He says in Hebrews 4.16, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace in the time of need. Moses' prayer was, God, show me your glory. And Caleb asked for a mountain. Elisha asked for a double portion. And Hezekiah asked for more years. We can ask and believe God for a comeback revival in America. Will you believe that with me tonight? It's one thing to say it. It's another thing to act upon it. We live in the heartland of America. So if we're going to have a circumcision of the heart, let's start right here. Let's let the revival start right here and let it overflow to the rest of the states. Proverbs 14.34 says, Godliness makes a great nation, but sin is a, great, a disgrace to any people. So tonight, I am going to ask you to pray for the election. It's vitally important to our nation. We need to pray for leaders that love our country, for leaders that hold the values of the Americans, whatever that's called, creed, the Americans' creed. People that, that believe and agree with that, that have your best interest at heart, that has the best interest of this nation at heart. There, God is moving. God is doing things that you're not going to see on TV. There are things taking place in the White House and with our president that you don't know about, but it's happening. So I'm going to ask you tonight to pray that godliness would return to this land. Pray for protection for our country, protection for our president and the leaders and the Christian men and women that surround him and encourage him and give him wisdom. Pray for wisdom and salvation for our leaders and pray for revival for the heartland of America, and for our nation. So at this time, Randy Beebe is going to come. He's going to lead us in prayer. And while he's coming, I'm going to ask all of you, you know, normally we come together and we, we come up here and we stand and we pray out loud together, and I love that. That's wonderful. I think we need to have an intimate time of prayer with the Lord tonight, seeking the face of God and pleading for our country, for our nation, for revival. So I'm asking that you just find a place tonight and bury your face, you know, in the ground or, and, and just let it be you and God and just get alone with God and touch the hem of his garment tonight on behalf of our nation. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, God, I'm so burdened for our country, Lord, for our nation, God. But, God, every change begins with one person, and, God, let that be me. Let me change. Forgive me, God, of every sin, everything that would come between me and you, God. Forgive me first. But God, I ask you right now for our nation, God. Lord, the evil is so prevalent in our nation right now, God. 
We ask, I ask you, Lord, that Christians would rise up, Lord, and be the Christians that we need to be, Lord, to show these, the evil, that, that there is a light, Lord, that there is a light, and it is you, Jesus Christ, that is the light, Lord. God, I ask you right now, Lord, for each and every leader in our country, God, I ask you to bless them and touch them, Lord. Touch President Trump as he makes the decisions, Lord. Every day, Lord, popular or no, no popular, God, I ask you, Lord, to help him and guide him, Lord, in every decision he makes, Lord. May the Holy Spirit guide him in everything that he does, our Vice President, and on down, Lord, I ask you, God, to touch them and, and keep them, Lord, and move upon them, Lord, to make decisions, Lord, godly decisions, Lord. Uh, God, I ask you right now, Lord, uh, that our each state, Lord, would humble themselves before you, God, and make godly choices, Lord, in, in this election that's coming up next uh, week after next, Lord. I ask you right now, Lord, that, that people would get out and vote, Lord, and that you would guide them and lead them, Lord, in which way to vote, God, and to make godly decisions, Lord, in our country right now. God, I just ask you right now, Lord, to forgive us as a country, Lord, for, for turning our backs upon you, Lord. God, I ask you forgive us, God. Forgive, Lord, the, those that, that are, are aborting their babies, God, and, and those that do, that do the deed, Lord. I ask you to touch them, Lord, and, and bear upon their, may the Spirit bear upon their hearts and their minds, Lord, what they're doing, Lord. Lord, I ask you right now to touch, Lord, each person, Lord, in this country, Lord, that they might do your will, Lord, that they might come to the knowledge of you, Lord Jesus. Uh, God, right now, Lord, I just ask you, Lord, to start right here in Poplar Bluff, Missouri, Lord. Uh, start with us, Lord. Bring a revival, Lord, of the heart, Lord. Uh, uh, Lord, that we might circumcise our hearts, Lord, uh, to cut away the things that we don't need, God. Uh, Lord, I ask you right now, Lord, to touch us right here in this city. And may we make an impact on this city, Lord. Uh, and then make an impact on this county, Lord. In uh, the surrounding areas, Lord. The state, Lord. Uh, and then the United States. And then, the then Lord, then we ask you, Lord, to touch each country around us, Lord. Uh, God, that we might make an impact, Lord, uh, that they know, that they would know about you, Lord, and learn about you, uh, and God, seek you and, and come to know you before it's too late, God. Uh, Lord, I just ask you right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus, oh God, forgive us, Lord, of every sin, God. <laughs> Oh, God, touch us, Lord. Lord, show us the things, Lord, that we shine your light through our lives, Lord, that we might see the things that we need to change, Lord. God, as we grow closer to you, you illuminate the things in our lives, Lord. Help us, God, to start eliminating them and get closer and closer and closer to you, God. Oh, Lord, that we might have the testimony that we walked with you, Lord, closely.
God, I want. I don't want to get to heaven and say, you get, you get in by the skin of your teeth. God, I want. I want to take people with me. I want to bring people. I want God. I want you to to shine your light through me, Lord, that I might reach a lost and dying world. God, you said to let our light so shine before men that they might see our good works, but glorify our Father which is in heaven. God, help us not to be a a, a, a a candlestick that we put a bushel over, but let us take the bushel off so that people might see the light, Lord. Lord, you said a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. And God, I ask you that we might be a light to this country, God, in the name of Jesus. Oh, Lord, I just praise you and I glorify you, Lord. God, I just ask you right now again, Lord, to help us make the right decisions in this election. Lord, those that get in Lord, they may, may be directed of you, Lord, and may they make good choices and the right choices for America, God. May they love Israel, Lord. We want them to love Israel and to support Israel, Lord, because countries that support Israel are blessed. And God, we love Israel and we pray for Israel and Jerusalem, God. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem, Lord. God, we just ask you right now, Lord, just to keep touching right now. In the name of Jesus, oh God, I give you honor and I give you praise, Lord. Help us, God, once again to become the God, a godly nation like we was. Help us to be godly before you, Lord. Help us, God, to show ourselves a true servant of the, of the Most High, the living God, Jesus Christ, God. Oh, God, we just bless your name. We glorify your name. God, we are burdened, Lord, in our hearts for this country, God. We love this country, Lord. God, we thank you, Lord, that it was founded on the principles of the word, Lord. God, I ask you right now, Lord, just that we might return back to what we was, Lord. God, return back to loving you, Lord. And Lord, that, that they wouldn't even make a decision, Lord, without praying and, and seeking you first, God. Help us, God, to seek your face. <laughs> oh, we give you honor and glory, God. You are worthy. You are worthy, God. <laughs> oh, God.